Welcome to So You Think That Was Good, Do You? A podcast where we take a look back at the films from your childhood and question the absurdity of their universes. Unrelentingly, my name is Evan, but to curtail the misery of that, I am joined once again by Pantile. How are you doing, Johnny? Oh, very good, thank you. Very good. I, uh, I've got engaged since the last time I was on, so that's that's something new in my life. Just had to make it all about you immediately. I really did. You? I really did. Thank you. Thank you for saying yes, Florence. Congratulations. You'll regret it for man. the rest of your life. <laughs> oh, congratulations. Very exciting. Very exciting indeed. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's been a long time in the in the works, getting the ring made and all that kind of shit. But yeah, she didn't uh, work it out along the way. So that's, that's always good. <laughs> that is always best. Oh, mate. You wait till you see... How expensive it all is. It's fucking <laughs> horrible. But I'm very happy. It's fine. <laughs> no, very, very exciting. Indeed. Well, aside from that, how are you, I guess? Yeah, yeah, I'm good, mate. Good. It's works. It was recording on a Friday, so... Thank God. Coming off the tail end of the week, we're pretty sleepy. But that's all right. I've got some energy. I've got some Stella in me. The magical... Exactly. Yeah, the magical Belgian elixir. Have you got a Lake... Placid's crocodile worth of Stella from you. Wow, easy, so many gaps in that easy sentence. Easy for you to say. <laughs> I don't think it was. <laughs> well, I've only got four, so I'd need another sort of so 10,000 no. or something. Well, coming off that Lake Placid hype, because I think we both quite enjoyed that and we've been enjoying those kind of movies that we've been doing. Absolutely. We've gone to another sort of classic of the era and this time we've watched Tremors 1990 mm. starring a obscenely young Kevin Bacon. Yeah, it's before his face turned into like the weathered ball sack it is now. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do have it. a distaste for him, oh, don't you? Fucking, I hate Kevin Bacon. I, th- I don't know whether I hated him from films or just purely from all the horrible adverts he does. Okay, so that might only make sense to UK viewers because yeah. he's in those EE adverts and I don't yeah. know if that's a brand elsewhere or if they have like a different name elsewhere. But he mm. comes over here, he, he does quite a lot of adverts for EE, which is like a mobile company and they do internet stuff as well. And there are a lot of them. So we are it kind is. of oversaturated with Kevin Rating. Bacon here. But it's a very <laughs> sad story for why he has to do them. His financial manager just embezzled all of his money. He's like a... He ma- he spent his whole career making money and then some fucking guy who had like a thousand clients was like, I'm just going to steal his money. Legend. Knighton. <laughs> Fuck this guy. <laughs> the worst thing is, is that my now fiance, she really fancied Kevin Bacon when she was younger and probably still does now. And also David Bowie. So what's the, what that says about her taste is... I'm worrying, if I'm completely honest. <laughs> Doesn't find, like, very good-looking men, like Orlando Bloom, George Clooney, not interested in them, says that they're not good-looking. However, David Bowie, Kevin Bacon, they somehow are. She likes a more strange-looking guy. You yeah. Know, a bit different. What does that say about me, about mate? <laughs> I don't know why she said yes, mate, because you are classically <laughs> handsome. Oh, saved it. <laughs> well... As always, let's get started with a quick plot synop straight from the top of Google, so it's gonna be shit. They always are. <laughs> Repairmen Val McKee and Earl Bassett are tied to their dull lives in the small desert town of perfection, Nevada. 
But just as the two tried to skip town, they happened upon a series of mysterious deaths and a concerned seismologist studying unnatural readings below the ground. Seismologist, not seismologist. I've just added letters there. That could well be right. <laughs> that's not the word that's on the screen. I just that could well be wrong. <laughs> With the help of an eccentric couple, the group fights for survival against the giant, worm-like monsters hungry for human flesh. Oh, what a well-timed... <laughs> Love that. That's staying in, baby. Yeah, it's got to. It's got to. Yeah. That is kind of what happens. It upset me that they didn't call him Valentine McKee, which is so much cooler than Val. I'm glad <laughs> you, you said that. McKee. Yeah, The only guy with a cool name in this movie, everyone Absolutely. else just has a name like Earl or Chuck or Winston, some bullshit like that. Uh, or the Gummings. Gummings is their surname. Good God. <laughs> I suppose let's just get straight into it because I guess so. this is a, a shortish movie, an hour 36, thankfully, mm. but it is one of those where quite a lot happens kind of for no reason. There's a lot of flitting about the place, similar to Lake Placid, because if you've got yeah. a monster attacking you of some kind, you're always flitting between where it's safe and where it's not, and there's not much else going on. So it's just here and there. Well, let's just go. I'm rambling. Let's go. The movie <laughs> opens. <laughs> With a, a very, very grainy shot of Kevin Bacon pissing into a big old bluff. I think they call bluffs when you're on the side of a cliff and it's Something all... Something like that, yeah. Yeah, some bullshit. And he goes on over to the pickup truck where Earl is sleeping and he tries to wake him up. He stands on the wheel, he does one of those big shaky things. These are two good mates. That's what this is setting up. These are yeah. two guys that are in the thick of it together. They're making a life of it in this shit, hot, deserty place. Yeah. Uh, they... They argue over who's making brekkie. Uh, it turns out to be Kevin after some rock, paper, scissors. Now they're travelling to their next job. They're constantly doing a series of, of shitty jobs out here. That's what they hate. And on their way there, they spot this person working out into the desert. Uh, and they're chatting about it. And they, they, it's a new seismologist student, I guess. I guess they've had a couple there. The last guy graduated. That's and it, they've yeah. heard, yeah, this one is a, is a lady. And because this is a movie before the time that is now, obviously there has to be some sexism in it. So Kevin yeah. Bacon is like, oh, we need to stop and go see how fucking fit she is. I hope this she's got these characteristics. Yeah, they have complete free reign to be able to do something like that. Whereas now, <laughs> probably wouldn't make the cut. This wouldn't be in a movie now, no. What, they, what he actually says as they pull like a handbrake turn to go off-road and directly drive at this stranger in the middle of the desert is that's a girl you have to have long hair big green eyes world-class breasts an ass that won't quit and legs that go all the way up my thing is here legs that go all the way up surely that's all legs unless you've had a horrible accident if they don't go all the way to the top they're not attached am i right <laughs> Go all the way up, you don't have legs. She had yeah. legs all the way up to the Following knee. Following the logic of that. <laughs> See, before you said that, which totally makes sense, I was thinking, oh, that means that it's legs and then just head. You've yeah. got <laughs> legs and then a fanny under the chin, you know, which is disgusting to me. Yeah. <laughs> but the logic of what you're saying makes sense to me. Mm, yeah. Yeah, all legs go all the way up unless you've had a terrible accident, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's the bare minimum, I think. If your legs stop <laughs> anywhere better have than legs. that, you're fucked. <laughs> Last one. Last three haven't even had legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. So her name is Rhonda, 
If I call her Rona at any point, that's just because I thought that's what her name was when Kevin Bacon said it. Yeah. It's just a mistake. It's Rhonda. Yeah. Uh, and she's, like I said, she's a seismologist. She's taken readings of the general area for some reason. And she's noted that her machines have broken because of some sort of strange stuff going on. Valentine, which is Kevin Bacon, he's just given her the, the up and down. Uh, she's got like some sun cream on her nose or something. So she's not sexy at the moment. Aside from the fact that her legs go nowhere, it's the cream <laughs> on her nose that's the issue. <laughs> Dragging herself along by her stump. <laughs> The only other thing to uh, to note that's important that's happened in the lead up till now is that Valentine said that he doesn't make plans. Earl is the guy, he's his partner, that makes mm. plans. So this is prep for Valentine's character arc, which by the end of the movie, he'll have a plan, don't you bloody, <laughs> bloody worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> he's a planny boy. Nothing really kicks off. All we learn is that her machines are broken and they head back to the town of perfection. And if you saw it, it is the antithesis of... It's a fucking shit heap. It's one of those... When I think of America, this is the yeah. kind of town I think of, like old America. Old West. Gold Rush. Gold Rush, yes. Yeah. There's a saloon that's now been like re- repurposed as a bar slash like corner yeah. shop. A thing here that... I mean, it says on the sign, you're now entering the city of perfection. Which I know it's a play on like, this is a shithole, it's obviously not perfection. But in America, they call the smallest area a city and yeah. villages, what we would call here, towns. And I can't tell you how much that irritates me. I'm sorry to all the American listeners. There is a difference from town to city in the UK. A town is something, let's say 100,000, maybe less than that, 50,000 probably is a town. It's not even population, Johnny. This is one of the only things I'm aware of because I love red tape and petty rules <laughs> and the the quotas for cities and things like that it's to do with what buildings you have in the area uh, so a city needs a cathedral, a cathedral in the uk yeah. you absolutely have to have a cathedral like post office is one of them and things like that oh, civic right. center uh, so if you've not got allocated government registered buildings for yeah. those things you cannot be which is why you have like really large towns here and you're like how is this not a fucking like city? There's Swindon, a million fucking instance, people around. Massive. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's because they don't have... Like, who's building new cathedrals down? No one. <laughs> All the churches are fucking shying, so... <laughs> who's going to fucking church, bro? Do you know anyone who goes to church? They're not building Outside new cathedrals. Outside of my grandparents, no. <laughs> and they'll be gone soon, so no one will go. <laughs> they'll turn that cathedral into a post office and we'll still be able to get city status. <laughs> All I'm saying is a 12-person, or not even that, I think it's 11 people who live in this quote-unquote city. Mm, All of them are in this movie. This bustling city. (laughs) (laughs) Where's the sports? They don't even have enough. They literally have enough people to play a football game on one team (laughs) of a football game. (laughs) Um, At the same time, uh, Rhonda, she's seismographing the ground, I guess. And she's getting... Her, her machines are fine now, by the way. And she's getting small readings of, like, things happening in the air. You can imagine. It looks like a lie detector thing. The line is going up and down. It's just yeah. shakes in the ground. We get, for some reason, a camera perspective from the worm. But I don't presume anything. But we all know the worm is... We all know it's a worm, for one. Mm. We all know it's underground. Yeah. The film's called fucking Tremors. Also, all the promotional material has you showing the worm coming up to what it's a play on the shark sorry the jaws yeah yeah the adverts and stuff where the the shark is coming up but this is a worm instead 
So we all know it's underground, but for yeah. every time we're in the worm's perspective, it's, it's above, above ground. ground and like flying towards it. Like it's the evil dead, but there's nothing yeah. there. It's and very we strange. learn later, it doesn't even have eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I like... I like to think that maybe it had some kind of little periscope off its back. Oh, that but... would have been very good. <laughs> yeah. Like one of the, what was it in a uh, Toy Soldiers? One of them had like that eye on a stalk. Oh shit! Yes. Oh, yeah. one of the other boys would remember the name of that little monstrosity, but I don't. He was literally just legs. <laughs> yeah, he was legs all the way up to the eye, mate. So you'll fucking love him. <laughs> oh, mate, Valentine would have loved it. <laughs> Look at those legs. The worm charges towards her to the ground, but luckily she gets in the car before anything can happen. Mm. This scene is fine in the moment, but as we learn much later on, cars are not an obstacle for these things. No, But for now, we're to put it aside. Yeah. The interesting thing, apparently the studio made them put this bit in. Oh, really? It wasn't, yeah, they had to reshoot this bit because they wanted to show that they needed wanted more tension building early on in the film. Because apart from that, you don't... I mean, I think it's a bit unnecessary. I mean, it makes no fucking sense because, like I said, it doesn't have eyes. But I think they wanted to try and, like, drive the fear into it there. But they, you've already seen the seismographs and shit, so I, I don't know. I think it was a bit dumb, but... I completely agree with you with that. This was unnecessary, just like a lot of scenes like this. And for, this is similar sufferings to, like, Jaws and other mm. stuff like that, where there's so much build-up. But it doesn't achieve anything. We know what it is. We came to this movie. We're watching this movie because we know what it is. Even if I were to go to the cinema to see a movie like this, I know what it's going to be. I don't need this. It's not achieving anything. Just show me the fucking worm. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, Valentine and Earl, who are our main protagonists here, they're now about doing some more odd jobs. You know, they're picking up garbage. They, They go into an oil tank and... Trying to clean it up, and one of them accidentally knocks uh, one of the pipes loose, and the oil goes everywhere. So, you know, it's your, your capers. You say that's oil. I saw in your notes that that's oil. It's a septic tank. Oh, it's shit. It's shit. The worst part is they're wearing the same fucking clothes in the next scene. So, they are, for, and for the rest of the film, they are just covered in human shit. <laughs> they thought it was oil too. Yeah. Well, maybe it says septic tank, and he says that you, half of these are yours to that annoying little kid. What's his name? Melvin. Melvin, like, yeah. Little cunt. I hate Maybe it. everybody just has one sense in this movie. The worms can only hear. Uh, all the humans can only see, so they don't know what it is. They can't smell that shit. <laughs> I don't know. I guess that explains it. Anyway, yeah, Valentine thinks that they need to set their aims higher. He, he wants... They both want to leave this town. They, they want to stop doing these odd, shitty jobs for everyone, for the 11 people that live in the town. But it all says that he's always oh, this close to leaving perfection. Mm. And that leads straight into the next scene where they are fucking leaving perfection. This is the end of the movie, baby. They're heading to Bixby. We don't want to see anything else that's yeah. going on here. They're Romeo Dunn. Nancy, one of the... We don't see her again. It doesn't matter. She tries to get them to stay by offering more jobs and free beer. That's the status of these men. Free beer would get free them beer to stay. Free beer for workmen at your house. Is that the sort of workmen that you want? Drunk men working. <laughs> They're building a fucking kiln. <laughs> She's like pottery or something, I presume, presume. But yeah, she's like, oh, I'll pay you. I'll, buy, I'll make you lunches and I'll give you beer. Mm. So you want like drunk money, full please. men sleeping in the sun all day. 
Well, that's not enough for them. And the, the next shot is literally them heading out of town. Everything's packed up. They drive on out. But as they're leaving town, they see a man, an old man, trapped up in a pylon. Which is like the, the point in this movie, you're like, what's going on? Because yeah. they think he's just had so much to drink the night before that he is somehow like locked onto this pylon and he's asleep. Yeah. So Valentine loses the, the, the rock, paper, scissors and he heads mm. up the pylons just to waking him up and take this guy home. But as he gets there, he learns that Edgar is drunk. No, no. Edgar is fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> he drunk himself to death. <laughs> he was drunk. Now he's dead. Well, maybe yeah. he was drunk. They find out that he died from, what was it? Dehydration. Dehydration. So they're like, he was up there for three days or whatever, at least. Yeah. And he didn't want to come down. He's clutching this old Winchester rifle up there. And he's like, they were like, well, why the fuck didn't he just come down and walk? So that's already, you're like, some shit's about to go off. It's getting Yeah, bad. so what we're supposed to question here is, if it was a person, he just shot him with the gun. Yeah. So why is this guy clinging to, the, to a pylon? Which is so dangerous, by the way. I have such yeah. a fear of pylons. Even being near the base of them, mm. let alone that close to the oh, wires. Yeah. That you hear him like clicking as well when you get real close. Oh god, <laughs> horrible, isn't it? <laughs> like predator. There's a street just over the river from me, where there is a pylon in somebody's front garden. Oh, my. they get paid from the electricity company. Really? Yeah, yeah. If you've got them running, like actually by your house, you get like money so that you don't. I guess just don't live there. But some people don't have the Ooh, option. No, right? that's not too bad now because I'd never go near it, so I wouldn't mind some free money. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, now we cut away to a... He's a farmer, he's a shepherd, who knows? But he's tending his sheep out in the middle of the desert. Mm. What are those sheep eating? Who the fuck knows? Because it's not grass, <laughs> it's is dust. it? dust. <laughs> <laughs> but at this exact moment, Rhonda, who I've written as Rona in my notes, yep, trying to I trick myself, yep. <laughs> she's out there, she's finding more abnormal readings. This is more build-up. So this clearly was already in the movie before they'd added that perspective of the worm scene, like the studio asked them to add. Mm. So clearly they just bolted it in without editing anything else. Oh, absolutely. Now, Valentine and Earl are driving past that area that we were just in, and they find that everybody is macerated. All the sheep are dead, there's blood literally everywhere above yeah. ground. And when they enter the property, there's just a hat on the ground, and they're like, oh, that's strange, isn't it? That's, that's old Fred, that's what they call him. That's his hat. And they lift up the hat, and it's just this fucking dude's fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> like he's been buried up to his up neck to his in the neck. sand and he's staring up, mouth open. Yeah. He is dead as they come. <laughs> yeah, he's not having a good day, is he? But when you see him get taken down and into the, yes, into the dirt, do don't that. you? And he, it's like he was walking down a street and then just fell down a pothole. He just went straight down, which, funnily enough, my brother did when he lived in New York. He was very drunk walking through the streets and they were doing some work on the pavements and uh, fell straight down below the, the pavement, like 10 foot. <laughs> and people were calling ambulances. Fuck. He was like, I'm fine, I'm fine. Don't worry, just climb back up. And off, off he went. <laughs> so it's good that he was drunk. Yeah, yeah. if you're sober, you lock up for something like that. Don't yeah, you? That's yeah, why people sure. get really injured when they fall down the stairs because you yeah. think locking up is the best way to avoid injury. But if you're all loosey-goosey, you, you don't strain anything. Like a slinky. You're fine. That's... <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Imagine just rolling a stiff spring down the stairs. At the bottom, it's broken into fucking pieces. But a slinky. Everybody loves a slinky. So I'm surprised, well, shocked at this point that Valentine and Earl aren't catching on. So the first clue they got was that the guy, I've already forgotten his name, was up in that pylon trying to keep off the ground. And he was up there so long he died of dehydration. Now this second guy has been pulled underground and is dead, obviously, but they have not yet figured out what's happening. I'm only mentioning this because this is such a theme of the movie. And is the only reason that the plot must drive forward. Uh, I'll make a better point on it in a bit. But I'm setting you up for that right now. Now they're driving off from the the farm that they were just on. And they cross two road workers who are drilling away in the road. And they try to warn them what's just happened. They say that like a murderer or a serial killer is on the loose. (laughs) And I know that some serial killers have like a weird ritual that's part of their killing. But the killing is they, usually the main part of that. They couldn't be more opposite. <laughs> yeah. An, an old man waited out in a pylon and another man buried underground up to yeah, his neck. Yeah, but that first one died trying to avoid the serial killer. The only evidence they have right now is that a man was dug into the hole. Yeah. If the most of the time the killing is the main part for serial killers, this guy's main part is digging people. Yeah. Because do you know how long it takes to dig a fucking hole to put a person in? A lot. Please don't tell me how you know. (laughs) (laughs) Most of the time you're... Like, killing is 10% of that time you've spent doing your job today, enjoying yourself. The digging is the rest. It's the admin, isn't it? There's a higher possibility that there's a serial (laughs) digger on our hands, John. (laughs) Who just happens to kill people as well. He digs a hole and then he's like, well... I need to put something in this hole, don't I? That guy would fit perfectly in. He's dug 50 holes all around this town, and he's hoping he sees someone near him so he can kill him and just chuck him in a hole. This guy just loves digging holes. And the movie tries to disprove this for me by saying that a guy is cutting people's heads off. But I don't believe that they're telling me that they took the time to either dig the body up or or the 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 other alternative is that they just grabbed the head and pulled Mm. and either got ahead or tried to pull a full body out. But they're not just driving. It's the same time when they leave. When they speak to the diggers, it's like five minutes later. They they aren't dealing with the the mental recompense of having held a severed human head. Where where do the legs go, for one? (laughs) 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 they don't go all the way up that's for certain what i'm saying is it's definitely a serial digger and i'm definitely not locking on to that because so many more of my jokes are based on this premise (laughs) Uh, also his name is jack the digger i felt like that was worth saying (laughs) serial digger that sounds like me in the morning getting my brekkie So the the road workers, they ignore them. They're not believing a word they said. If they think they're drunk or they're heat mad or whatever, they drive off and they continue digging into the road with these big old, are they called jackhammers, Johnny? Yeah, the pneumatic drills. Pneumatic drills, yes. It's like a jackhammer, yeah. And it just pushes through that concrete and there happens to be one of these fucking worms right beneath it. And Mm. blood pours out of the concrete. It's a fucking very cool scene. Mm. And then the... The pipe attacks of a pneumatic drill gets caught around his head, uh, his leg rather, and the worm pulls him off, injured. But uh, and then obviously that fucking that guy dies. He gets fucked. Oh yeah, up. for sure. There's quite the, when the, he goes through the the ground with the drill, and the 
worm fucking yeets it off. Yeah. It uh, there's quite a cool scene where it's being dragged through the through the road uh, completely upright and I thought that was that was quite a nice touch. I I looked at I was watched that back a few times and I couldn't work out how they would have done that. It looked it looked good though. Aside from this being an obviously piss take movie. This is very yeah. tongue in cheek. There are shots and special effects that are very impressive. Like, really good. Clearly a lot of love went into this. This yeah, scene specifically, sure. there's a few more to come that we will note. Some really good practical effects the whole way through the animatronics Absolutely. and all of that stuff yeah. is really, really great. And aside from the obviously dumb plot and there being no seriousness to this, it is very much worth watching because of those things. I had a really good time with this. I, I miss things like, like this. I, I oh, This is so fucking boomer of me but <laughs> see so many special effects now it's, it's lost that kind of magic but when I'm you watch things like cheaper, this you right? you feel the love that went in I, I i guess so i don't fucking know i don't work out there because i mean the practical effects make it look so much you know when you're looking at special effects and you know when you're looking at practical effects even yeah. now when they're used in films currently because there are still companies that do it especially in sort of like the horror side and all of that kind of stuff where it's like the the gory stuff they still use those and it's really telling and it it adds so much to those films but i'm i'm guessing you've got to have someone build these things from scratch yeah, uh, and then yeah, you get it's... only a limited amount of uses with them because they either explode or they go splat or whatever so yeah i'm guessing it's a financial thing and now while it's all come on a long way it must be cheaper to do it that way, but I think there's a lot to be said for it still. A good sort of gauge for that is, so when we watched Gremlins during the Christmas period, Carl mm. found a fact that was, instead of having, when they're all in the cinema, all those Gremlins, like a hundred Gremlins, filled out the cinema watching a film, I think it's Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, the studio believed it would be cheaper to have or like a hundred spider monkeys in gremlin suits rather than building a hundred gremlins just to really? kind of look like they were real. So I guess that's the kind of well, measurement that we're looking at the money monkey to rent. That's what I would have Probably known. not very much then, yeah. <laughs> uh, but then I think the, the cleanup of that would cost more oh, than God. the gremlins. Yeah. yeah. So we I guess that's the why they did recently, And they are messy animals. <laughs> I can't believe you fed... Was it a tiger you fed? Yeah, Roy and some that's wolves. F- Fuck. That yeah, it was fucking cool. And penguins. The best one, though, ironically, oh, were the uh, meerkats. They were so cute. They, like, I hold your meerkats. hand while you're feeding them bits of apple. Oh, yeah, oh that's hella really cute. good. <laughs> anyway. Yes. <laughs> Valentine and Earl, such contrasting names, uh, they head back to Walter's store. So Walter... He owns the store slash bar slash place where people meet up in the town to all commune together. Uh, He's going to be in the movie a bit more. And the phone is dead. It doesn't work. They they try to use the radio, but they realise that it it won't reach out past the mountains, so it's no good. Valentine and Earl try to leave again, but the road is all fucked up from Mm. where that... Uh, worker has just been dragged through the road yeah. on the pneumatic drill. It, it's, it's all been a broken. Rockfall, hasn't there? And it's blocked the road. I don't think it's a rockfall. I think it's just that the road has just been pushed up because it's not that no, high. No, because really. matey, the guy got dragged off by the worm, and then the other dude went after him, and then there was a rockfall which crushed him. That's oh. how the second dude died. I must have been taking notes then and missed that bit. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's lame. I know, right? It's fucking a worm killing everyone and you die from a rock fall. 
A fucking loser. I know, right? Uh, anyway, <laughs> Valentine says here, whilst, so he's out there looking for the workers because he doesn't know what's happened yet. And he shouts, hey, it's not like there's another road here. And this is such a shit way to have them, because this is trapping them in the town. That's what yeah. this is supposed to achieve for us. And it's such a shit way to do that because surely as handymen in the middle of fucking nowhere, yeah. they are off-road all the time. So why now is that this little bit of road is covered up that they can't get anywhere? Exactly. They they also it's one of many times that they just slap you with plot. Like <laughs> 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 the road is shut. They cannot get out. <laughs> well, I, it makes me think maybe that's why there's two of them where one of them is driving all the stuff around and one yeah. of them is like building road in front yeah. of them all the time. <laughs> Yes, at at this point, it's got to have been like two hours, right, since they found the first body, matey boy up in the pylon. If that, yeah, yeah, because they left in the morning. So they found four bodies now in this time. My my theory is is that these these worms have been around for a while, right? Because they're big, they're fully grown. I'm assuming they don't get born like that. Otherwise, the mama worm's huge. But I'm sure there's a sequel that covers that. Yeah, there's enough of them. But there's uh, my theory is is that this is some kind of blitzkrieg on the worms pot because they there's no other food in this valley it's like a, a dead zone so they've already gone for the sheep they've already taken out a couple of people is this a coordinated attack that they waited until this day to get everyone <laughs> they're like today's the day boys they've marked it off on their little worm calendar and they're like it's go time let's get these motherfuckers this is the hiroshima of the worm <laughs> yeah. civilization they're rolling over poland right now <laughs> <laughs> Valentine and all, they see that the mashed up brains of that guy got crushed by the rocks. They they try to bounce out of there. They're, they're back in the van. They're reversing. But all of a sudden, they're stuck. The, the car is stalling. They're caught on something. And just like in every fucking one of these movies where the car is caught on something, one of them says, you're going to burn out the clutch. And the other one completely fucking ignores that advice and continues doing the same thing rather than getting out of the car to see what's going on. But... In this movie, it, it works out, so that's yeah. quite nice. And they, they do they do let loose. And they arrive back at Walter's, which is that guy we just mentioned, to discover mm. that this huge sort of wormy tendril is caught on the body of the car. Axle? The axle. I don't know. Yeah. The axle. There yeah. we go, yeah. I know very little about anything. <laughs> <laughs> and they all discuss how, how strong this worm must have been. Yeah. Because uh, they only think this is a singular worm right now, and so do you, because nothing else has happened. Mm. It's sort of snake-sized, isn't it? It's like a it's like a big, python yeah. kind of size. Yes, and when I saw it, uh, I was annoyed. Because we discussed previously, yeah. you watched this movie before me, and you said that the worms are quite big. And when I saw this, I was like, oh, well, I suppose that is bigger than a normal worm. But this is <laughs> it's hitting those same arachnophobia vibes for me. Where, yeah. yes, I would be afraid of it, but I want something bigger. Again, with Lake Placid as well. That's a yeah. big crocodile, but it's not Go so obscenely broke. big that yeah. it's a monster movie. Anaconda, that's a big anaconda. But yeah. then, truthfully, I don't really know how big anacondas are, so that could have been a normal-sized one for Bigger than this one. <laughs> I really liked a bit here where Walter offers him, uh, Valentine, $5 for the yeah. worm. Like, that's the first haggle, concern for them. And they haggle, yeah. Valentine counters with 20, and they eventually break it 15. I found that very yeah. funny indeed. Do you know how much $15 is in today's money? Oh, I was waiting for something like this. Please tell me. $34.64. That's way more than it should be. Inflation know, right? is crazy, but... That is... 
<laughs> That's, That's also... more than doubled since 1990. It's nuts, isn't it? Fuck, cash is worthless. Yeah. <laughs> what are I'm we doing? <laughs> Let's just end it. <laughs> and you'd think this would be important, uh, because they note it now and in a scene coming up next. They say that the worm stinks, but nothing else... No, uh, no Nothing comes of that. All this confirms is that humans have more than sight as a sense. Yeah. They can not just see the worms, they can smell the worms. But they, they don't describe it. They're just like, oh, God, it really smells. I wanted to get... Because worms themselves are not of that what? I go around... Yeah. yeah. They don't sniff... They smell like soil. Not that yeah. I sniff a lot of worms. That would be weird, but... But you can imagine something that spends all of its time in soil and only eats soil would yeah. smell of soil. Yeah. Exactly. So why do they smell so bad? Who knows? <laughs> well, I guess if they're eating people. Okay. Yeah, I suppose it could be like rotten flesh, but then. Mm. We know nothing about where these worms have come. Unlike Lake Placid, which spends a lot of time explaining how the crocodile got to the lake it was in. Yeah. This movie does not touch on at all where this worm has come from. Maybe someone asks it, but nobody knows. Which I, I, I guess I find that refreshing, where these are all people who are just caught in this situation and nobody's an expert. So that's quite nice. Yeah. But. Also, they know that there's exactly four, though. Yes. Somehow. No more, no less. <laughs> That's coming up. <laughs> now we we cut over to an old couple in the desert. I'm sure they had names, but by golly, are they not important? They're standing out there. They're talking about renovations that they're making to the area. They live in a caravan, so I don't know what they're... They're, they're building a house by the caravan. Well, they haven't gotten very fucking far because no. they're still in the caravan. Yeah. <laughs> and the power goes out and the old man suddenly notes <laughs> that the generator is missing which is a good reason for the power going out to be fair and then he says immediately it fucking stinks <laughs> and this is the second and last time that the smell is mentioned smell is never again an indicator of these worms being close it's mostly now just Oh, fuck, there's a worm there. Yeah. He is immediately pulled into the ground after walking over to investigate the, the missing generator. Yeah. You know, when, when something's missing, the best way to find out where it was is to go to the spot where it was yeah. uh, and just stare at that <laughs> blank space, isn't it? <laughs> fuck, I know I well, put it here. But it's certainly not here anymore. Maybe it'll come back. <laughs> now, if I was a generator, where would I have gone? <laughs> mind of the generator i know that i'd want fuel so maybe i've gone digging let's go into this hole a bit further no if i was a pair of legs i know i'd go all the way up but if i didn't where <laughs> would i go <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, fuck me yeah so this is again just the film has realized that there's not enough that can happen in this movie to keep you engaged. So this is more build-up. This is random people we've not met yet now finding out there's a worm and this guy's pulled into the ground and he's fucked up. The wife... <laughs> fuck yeah, this is where this happens. She makes it to the car uh, and the worms are like slobbering around it. We've not actually seen a full worm yet. It's just like these tendrils coming out of the ground. You think there's one, you mm. think there's maybe two, you think there's, there's many of them and that's how this works. And then all of a sudden... The car that she's in is slowly pulled into the ground, which is one of my worst nightmares, by the way. I'm a yeah. proper 
claustrophobic person and being in a car you're already enclosed and then to have the sand around you mm. mate i'd have jumped into the worm and been eaten <laughs> rather than that happen where, where'd you go you're not getting out of that that no. car once you're in the sand the you're dirt fucked. like that you're you encased the, mm. i had a real bone of contention with this bit because nice. if you have something that's bigger i know that they might my only theory is that maybe there's tunnels under the ground because you couldn't just pull a car fully formed into the sand if you're holding on to it it would crush it would like you'd rip bits off of it because it's like a flat surface onto something that is essentially compacted already the car just hits the sand yeah it, it would just hit the sand and it would rip yeah. the back off right so what what happens is it lifts it up like the titanic and it pulls it into the sand and the whole time i was watching this i was like that wouldn't happen that pos- that couldn't happen but that I'm assuming that they're digging tunnels, but I don't know enough about worms or these worms specifically because no one does to dispute it. If I'm trying to defend it, uh, (laughs) maybe the worm is so close to the the surface that it has moved so much of the sand apart that the car can be pulled in above it. Yeah. But... Like following it in. I don't know enough about worms. <laughs> which is our major qualification lacking here. Is that neither of us researched worms before this. You're telling me you didn't study worms at university? <laughs> Everybody starts with Worms 101. <laughs> and then you specialise to English. <laughs> and now because this movie doesn't know where else to go other than here, we're back at Walter's. Uh, and they all realise they're completely cut off. That Yeah, again, they, they try the radio, but that's not reaching past the mountains. The phone is dead, but Walter realises that he has horses at the back. Saddle horses, in fact. And two people, two horses, can, can get out of town and maybe make contact with someone and get basically, I guess the police is what they want, but I don't know yeah. what the fucking police are going to do since they all travel on the ground too. But even this isn't a foolproof plan because horses generally... Mm. travel on the fucking ground, don't yeah. they? Unless so they're Pegasus. What's the plan? <laughs> yeah, that would, that would be fucking nice. <laughs> but again, I didn't study Pegasus at university, so... Oh, you missed the second day. <laughs> <laughs> 102 Pegasus. <laughs> they also call them saddle horses. And I mean, I don't know if about horses, if this is a thing, but that implies that there's other seating for horses. I guess bareback. <laughs> Sofas. Condomless <laughs> sofas, uh, beanbags, <laughs> a swing set attached to the back of the horses. But I guess the saddle is important because I don't know. They're they they're all betting on the transference of property here. Where as long as there's enough between the human and the dirt below them, the worm won't notice they're there. But as we're about to find out, the horse and the saddle. Are inconsequential to the equation in the worm's mind they know exactly what's going on so they get as they're they're walking away they luckily pass that um where they were building the house where there would have been a house this old couple (laughs) there's currently a caravan there yeah it's all fucked up the first thing they do even though they know they have to stay off the ground is get off the horse just to look around and i shit you fucking not there is a now, minute scene where both of them just put their hands on their hips and look around. <laughs> if I was a generator, where would I be? <laughs> <laughs> if I was an old couple, where am I hidden? Yeah. Would it be perhaps in the sound like tunnel that's coming out of the ground? 
Sound tunnel? It's the car. I was trying to think of something quickly there, and it just didn't come. Sound tunnel was apparently what my head went to. The only exp- explanation for this is that they, they, they do not know that this is an underground thing yet. That, like Nobody has put that yeah. together. In these guys' minds, this is Jack the Digger. So, like, they're, they're looking at it, they're like, I would definitely see a guy running at me with a shovel. And if that happens, I just get back on my horse and I go. So we're both safe. That's the only reason they, they can be happy standing around looking at all of this. Mm. But then they're, they're, they're searching around. I don't know why that took me so long, but I'll definitely <laughs> cut that out. Uh, and Valentine comes across the car in the ground because they can hear the music playing. Mm. And it's just, this is, again, a very cool shot. He brushes it away and it's just the, the tail end of the car with the lights yeah. still beaming. And the woman isn't in there, probably. She's, she's been eaten somehow. She got got. You just see, like, the Ford symbol, don't you? And then, like, the lights. I yeah, thought that was pretty cool. just the tail cool. lights. Really, really cool shots, yeah. Just, like, some real, like, gems of moments in this movie like that. Yeah, and some real yeah. thought going to it. But they're not so much wasted, because this isn't a bad movie. But, like, if they were in, like, a proper serious movie, you'd think, oh, but that's amazing that they've done that. Mm. Anyway, yeah, they, they fucking ride on. They, they've had enough. They can't find that old couple, and they've given up. So they, they head on out uh, to, to find help. And then the, the horses startle. Because obviously they they fucking do because the worms know what horses sound like on the ground. And Valentine says he doesn't see anything anywhere. Still not grasping that these things are on the ground, even though that station wagon has been buried. Yeah. I don't know how long it takes for a man to to dig a <laughs> hole big enough for a fucking car. But it's looking less likely that it's the serial digger at this point. Yeah. <laughs> and then the one of the worms finally pops up out of the ground and kills that horse. But for right now it's. It's just one of those little tentacle boys. It grabs onto the leg mm. uh, and Valentine gives it a, a shot. He's got a gun on him. So I saw um, a thing about this with the, the shot where the, there's the horse lying on its side and then there's the, the worms-like tentacle things all over it. What they had to do for this is that they... It was a real horse and the bit where it's like gnawing on the horse's leg, that was, that was fake, yeah. obviously. But they laid the horse down on its side and sedated it um, and then had like pe- it's people's arms in like things and they're like wiggling it all over it that is very cool but there's several things that worry me about that one <laughs> sticking your hand near a horse's leg sedated or not i don't give a fuck that's scary horses yeah. scare the fucking shit out of me for sure almost as much as any other animal apart from maybe like fucking tigers and bears more than these worms that's for certain yeah <laughs> <laughs> And secondly, can't just fucking animals die from being sedated? Humans can die from being sedated. I guess so. This so this movie kind of claimed that no animals were harmed. Well, I suppose there animals was... weren't harmed, probably, but they could have been. Well, I read that there was someone there from, like, the... I don't know, I can't remember what it's called, but, like, the board that adjudicates all of, like, the, the animals... Adjudicates? That's probably the wrong word. Yeah, that's right. To make sure no animals were hurt and stuff. So there was someone there at the time. There was a vet right there, I'm guessing the person who sedated The worm it. guy. Yeah, but if you're doing that anyway, they they already had like a horse's leg for the close up, so they didn't really need to show the horse <laughs> on its side anyway. The, ho- the horse had already thrown them off. The horses could have easily just fucking bolted, and it would be in the same situation. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. The the giant worm now pops out of the ground. Yeah. And this is when the first time that you see like the whole boy in his mighty glorious fucking form yeah i noted here yes yeah finally something as big as i want it to be it is fucking huge and you see some of the worst shooting outside of star wars 
as he unloads a <laughs> rifle and hits everywhere around this fucking worm. Even but right next not to the them. worm itself. No, no, no. <laughs> now, we can't learn that they're bulletproof yet. But just before that, he shoots the worm in the head. He shoots one of the little ones. Yes. So he sh- he knows how to shoot, but as soon as the big boy comes out, he fucking bottles it. Oh, he's all fucking panicked, babe. There's also a bit before this, just before the worm comes up, but the ground is shaking and they've seen the tentacle where they realise they shouldn't be on the ground. Yeah. But like neither of them does anything about it. They like back up. But with every step, they look back down after backing up and they realise they're still on the ground and do the same thing like five <laughs> times without ever really moving anywhere. Mm. And it just felt like a really comedic scene to me. Something really strange. It was so surreal. I don't it's know. really weird. Some bits, I mean, there's like this almost tongue-in-cheek campy sort of humour going on. So yes, I wonder if they're yeah. playing into that. There's a lot of sort of like to and fro between Valentine and Earl in it which is quite i quite liked it it wasn't it didn't seem too forced but there also it's enough sort of comedy in it that it doesn't make it a comedy but it lightens it a bit which i i appreciated it wasn't like lake placid where they're like trying to crowbar in horrible jokes for no reason it sort of like went it it worked a lot better i thought this is probably what we were looking for when we both summed up lake placid together mm. we both said that it was either not enough in each direction like it could have been a comedy or it yeah. could have been a horror it just played this middle ground that didn't quite work and it was kind of the same for arachnophobia yeah like, i did enjoy that but the jokes in that were so far removed because it felt like such a horror yeah it seemed like this an afterthought. really yes it walks that line quite well yeah anyway they run obviously as you would and the worm chases them across the the desert they jump into a like a concrete trench of some kind forgive me for not knowing what it is but it's like a big ambiguous gray shaft yeah Yeah, it feels like they're building something of some kind maybe looks like a canal but there's absolutely no water in this (laughs) area Uh, and the worm smashes so hard into it and breaks through that it it just fucking dies Uh, and valentine takes the credit saying that we killed it you didn't do fucking shit bro it, it died of its own accord. It headbutted itself to death. And now uh, Rhonda appears. Mm. Uh, just She just, I guess, heard what was going on. All yeah. the little graphs saw it. Must have heard the gunshots, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And um, she's like, oh, there's some crazy shit happening in this area. And the guys are like, yeah, no fucking shit. Look at this. <laughs> the fucking worm sprouting out of this concrete. We now get like this horrible close-up of the worm i don't know if this threw you through through a loop here johnny yeah but somebody needs to give that cameraman some fucking sugar because he was violently shaken uncomfortably (laughs) around as he did the worm i know that looking at it is supposed to make you feel uncomfortable but this guy could not hold the camera well enough for me to appreciate what was going on it made me feel sick i had to pause yeah take a second When you really get like a proper good look at the worm as well, because you see it like jump out of the the dirt earlier, but then it's flicking between them and whoever. But now they're studying it with with Rhonda. And um, some trivia for it: apparently, this isn't the original design of the worm. What they wanted to do is for it to have like an outer shell, and when it was above dirt, the shell would okay. retract to reveal a slimmer inner worm. But the um, production members found it really funny because it it looked like a knob. Yeah. Um, yeah. Still and looks so like they a had knob, to change to it to what it was. I mean, yeah, it still looked like a knob. But <laughs> it reminds me of this is some nerdy shit now. Sarlax from Star Wars, the thing that Ooh. Boba Fett gets swallowed by. It's yeah. kind of like this wormy exterior, but it's got that beak. It's got a beak. That's what's important. Uh, and when it opens its beak, tendrils come out, which is I'm not, I'm not saying 
tentacles come out of the Sarlacc mouth. Please do not hang me, nerd friends. <laughs> tentacles are around the Sarlacc mouth. But this one has tentacles that come out. And all those tentacles absolutely look like knobs. Yeah. They all look like little fleshy bell ends that are working out towards you to grab you, to pull you in. That's how it works. The, the bell ends come out, they grab you and they pull you in towards the mouth because the actual worm, once it's popped out of the ground, can't really move anywhere. Yeah. Which we're about, we're about to learn about how it moves. So Rhonda appears out of nowhere and as she's explaining to, well, both Earl and Val, what an important zoological discovery this is, the camera sort of pans over to just Earl while she's explaining that. And in the five seconds she takes to say that sentence, <laughs> fucking Valentine teleports up onto the side <laughs> of the, the trench that they're in, where the worm is, and has somehow dug up the entire body yeah, of the worm. It is, and it's massive as well, right? It's probably about 20 metres long. Like, it's a big boy. And I could have accepted that it it burst itself out yeah. when it attacked them. But there's a fucking shovel next to yeah. Val in this moment to imply that yeah. he has just dug it up. <laughs> he was just part of your conversation mm. five seconds later. This guy is the best fucking suspect yeah, we have for Jack say, the Digger. He is number one suspect. Anyone who can dig that quickly. <laughs> Not looking good for him, is it? <laughs> 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 she explains that it's got like these they look like almost like finger length things don't they on the side yes it's like got spines, spikes on the side which yeah. like spines yes yeah like claw its way through the the dirt in order to do it so i'm guessing that's why it can't go on top of the sand so it has to I be so. submerged in order to move properly yes yeah, so all those spines they move through the sand and, and, yeah, and she like, says that's why it could move so fast but that but they don't look big enough do it to yeah, to yeah. push something of that size through this Lots fucking... of little things. Well, hang on. I suppose millipedes move quite fast for their yeah, size. Yeah, but they're above ground. They don't have the drag, do they? True. I, it's not enough for me. These worms don't seem like... very real, do they? <laughs> <laughs> if I learned anything in Worm 102, so this isn't how they work. <laughs> oh, you completed the first course. That's further than I did. <laughs> Anyway, this is where Rhonda says that according to her readings, even though she's just fucking learned about this giant cunt, Mm. there are probably three more uh, lurking about in this region, which is now our stakes for the rest of them. We've killed one, three more to go. They also, she also says here that uh, I don't see any eyes. It must be totally subterranean. So that's us being slapped again with some more uh, plot. Yeah, no fucking duh, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so just so everyone knows, it cannot see. Has everyone got that? And then she follows that up just after by saying, this is important. <laughs> this is something I didn't... I didn't want to dig into it too much because it is just, a, I guess, a dumb movie at the end of the day. But they imply that it has ears and that's how it hears yeah. things. That's like... Because a lot of people clap and shout to try and get its attention, which never really works. Surely that's not how it hears the vibrations. No, it's got to be like a. That works. It's either those spine things or it's yeah. got hairs on it. That's how most of the things hear shit. Yeah, it has to be. Let, yeah, let's not try and dig into it too much because there's clearly some. Because there's flaws nowhere to go. Yeah, this is, we've but, hit rock bottom yeah. <laughs> with the explanation for this. <laughs> anyway, another worm shows up, one of the other three that remain. And this mm. is the one that attacked the truck earlier on. Uh, So it'll be named Stumpy. So that's how I'll refer to it from now on. Uh, They wait on a fucking rock for a little bit, uh, much like uh, that old man did up in the pylon. Mm. And they start to get worried about whether or not they'll be stuck there for a long time. They're all pretty calm though, like 
bearing in mind they've just been attacked by this giant worm and there's another one hunting them, they all seem relatively calm. They've adjusted to this situation very quickly. Yeah. Worryingly so. There's a lot of times, like, this isn't the first time that we're stuck on a rock in this movie. There's, like, two or three more coming up. And every time somebody's stuck on a rock with a fucking monster circling them, they all just lie down. They even go to sleep here. Mm. They take a fucking nap yeah. before being like, oh, we should we should go some. I don't want to starve or dehydrate. We yeah. should bounce. When they wake up, it feeds into the romance side of it a little bit, doesn't it? Because oh, in all of these films, so. there has to be some kind of weird romantic side story yes although this one didn't seem quite as forced as it did in lake placid but it was no because they don't hate each other no that's not to say there is any sort of chemistry between these two people they are just a man and a woman in a situation together and now the movie would have us believe that that must mean they will fuck at some point well she's got legs isn't she and they go all the way up, buddy, don't they? <laughs> so they wait on this rock for a little bit until uh, Valentine gives the fucking sand a big tap with a stick to see if the worm is still there. Of course it still is, because it waited that old guy out to kill him. They figure out it can hear, big quote marks here, seismic disruptions. Yeah. <laughs> it means we're stuck on this rock. That pisses me off. That's what he says. <laughs> that pisses me off. <laughs> if the worms react to the sound of other things moving on the dirt and or in the dirt, surely that just means they're constantly chasing each other around. Yeah. Because the loudest thing in the dirt is other things in the dirt. And yeah. they are massive things moving through it. So surely it's just like a fucking... <laughs> oh my God. You did the tune before I could get there. Yes, a Benny Hill sketch. <laughs> Or Scooby-Doo, where they're chasing each other through the same hallway, yeah. in and out those fucking doors. <laughs> anyway, for some reason, there are like five pole vaulting side sticks for these people to use. And whilst two argue about what plan they should follow through on, Rhonda just grabs one and pole vaults to a conveniently placed rock all the way to the car, and the other men follow. Perfectly straight, long, yeah. smooth pieces of wood that, if anyone knew any different would absolutely look like pole vaulting sticks. There is no other use for sticks that long. Also, they're just lent up against a rock in the middle of the desert. In the middle of the desert, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> as if there was God a bamboo there, farm right? there yeah. at some point. <laughs> but there's a bit in this where they're... Because they've got a, they've hatched this plan that they're going to go back to Rhonda's truck, aren't they? Yes. Because it's nearby, because their, their horses are obviously dead, and it's the only way away from this worm. And they're pole vaulting one after the other onto the first one. And then there's this music starts playing and they're all jumping in like in tandem, like at the same time. <laughs> I was expecting it's it to be shot. some kind of like synchronized dance. It was like, yeah. it was so weird. <laughs> it's just, it asks you to just put aside so much critical thought to accept that this could possibly happen. But this, again, this is a comedy yeah. of sorts. It's tongue-in-cheek. It's not like laugh-out-loud funny, but this is something you're supposed to laugh at. But in the realms of any sort of logic, they're not getting off that rock. No. But we put that aside. And, hey, talking about logic, where's the only place we can fucking go in this movie now? It's back to fucking Walters, isn't it, Johnny? It's the only place to go. Well, interestingly, in this whole film, there are only two interior shots. There's Walters, and then later, there's the... um, 
the prepper people, what are they called? The gunning. The basement, yes. Yeah. So there's only ever two interior shots. The rest of it is shot outside, which is something to note, I suppose. But I, I guess it fact. keeps costs yeah. down on a film that was... I don't think it was particularly expensive to produce. I, 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 I imagine those worms were the most expensive part. Yeah, and Kevin Bacon yeah. was sort of coming up as well at that time, so he might have been a bit expensive. But other than that, everyone's sort of a bit of a nobody, aren't they? Apparently, apparently he had a breakdown during the filming of this, and he like in the middle of the street crying to his wife, who he had a newborn baby on the way. I was like, why have I just done a movie about worms? Like properly broke down because <laughs> it, it, it was like this is so fucking bad. <laughs> He's just oh, coming off of like this I career high. Footloose is like an iconic film now. Still, I can see how that would be disparaging, but if you look at this, for it, like it's kind of a. A very unique thing. It achieves so much. Like we've already discussed, it really treads that line of comedic and not horror, I guess, because it's not scary. But it's sci-fi. It, it's isn't very it, much really? in the skin of a yeah, a, one of these monster movies, a creature feature. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so tongue-in-cheek that it's it's sort of classy in a way. But uh, I guess if you're doing the film at the time and you don't have like the bird's eye view of it. Yeah. I would also break down and be like, "What the? F- what has happened to my career?" <laughs> well, he thought he was going to tank his whole career because it did horribly in the box office. I believe this movie was released at the wrong time. Yeah, this is appreciated by us now. In the nineties, there's a reason every other movie like this exactly. Fucking tanks. So apparently, yeah. it, it tripled its box office figures in VHS and rental stuff. So it was it had a slow burn and then it got massive. I'm guessing for people like us in the 90s when these things were coming out yeah. and it was more of a thing. But yeah, in the box office, it fucking tanked. That's not shocking me at all. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back at Walter's and everybody's trying to hatch a plan. There is a bit of banter about what they should name the worms and that, but that, that doesn't really come to anything. And they're looking at a map of the valley and they're tracking along where the worms have killed. And Kevin Bacon very funnily says that this is one long smorgasbord yeah. uh, of people for these worms. Mm. Uh, and they've, they've got to get out. And uh, Rhonda proposes uh, that they head up to the mountains. That's their best bet because the worms, they obviously can't break through that kind of rock. Yeah. Famously, that one just killed itself on a bit of concrete. So <laughs> whilst this is happening, there's a boy among these survivors. Uh, what was his name? Melvin. Melvin. Ma- Melvin. Melvin. I hated him. Yes, so much. several times now he's like tried to scare people. He's your boy who cried wolf character. Yeah, for sure. So clearly everything that he's done up until now is to set us up for when the worm actually attacks him and we're meant to think, oh, is he just taking the piss again? Luckily this happens very soon and he's out of the movie. All of his dialogue up to this day is like asking them for, to buy him beers, like just goading them the whole time. And he's like, he jumps out earlier on with like the the bit that was attached to their axle, like round his neck, pretending to be strangled. And they're like, oh, yeah. fuck, fuck. And then he's like laughing. He's like, hey, I got you, man. I got you, man. God, but, I wish you were dead. Yeah, yeah, literally. But the character who, uh, sorry, the actor who plays him, he now is a professional blackjack player. Career twist. That is a career twist. And Johnny, I've got a, a segment coming up that Ooh, I have Where are named. they now? Where are they now? <laughs> yes. But it's actually in the next few uh, scenes. So let's okay. power through to that. So for some reason, he's outside. And also another woman is outside. Even though we all know, everybody knows, these things are underground and being outside on the ground is the worst place to be. He gets attacked. 
when he's pissing about. The worm appears, it chases him. For some reason, it, it doesn't fucking kill him. He doesn't die in this movie. Mm, chews his leg up a bit, though, doesn't it? it? Yeah, it gets him a little bit, and he, he hides in the shed, and the woman goes and hides. And everybody's outside now trying to save everybody. This is like that woman from Lake Placid, I can't remember the name of, but everybody's diving into the water. Everybody yeah. wants a bit of attention at this point. And we have a big kerfuffle with the worm. Rhonda... She gets called in some barbed wire and the worm is sort of pulling that barbed wire towards it. And But luckily she gets... I say luckily, she's very annoying, so fuck her. But she gets away <laughs> safely. And this is where my spooky segment comes Ooh. in, Johnny. Where are they now? Now, I looked at Rhonda and I thought, I recognise that mm. actress. I thought it was the woman from The Walking Dead... It is not that actress. <laughs> but I happened to take a look at this actress's Wikipedia page uh, and learned that uh, the character she plays is Rhonda. Her name is Finn Carter. Her actual name is Elizabeth Carter. And in 2019, she was in court facing one count of possessing a stolen vehicle and 14 counts of possessing a credit card without the cardholder's consent. Whoa. Both charges are felonies. So I'll tell you, dear listener, where is this actor now? She's in jail. <laughs> no way. <laughs> and that shit. concludes this segment. Fucking hell, that is a big one. What oh a drop-off. Mate, that Working is... Working with Kevin Bacon yeah. to stealing just 14, 14 just normal people's credit cards and going to jail. Life didn't go exactly to plan, did it? No. no. I urge you to look at them. She looks like Max Mum from Always Sunny. <laughs> Just smoked a thousand cigarettes a day. Cut that hair short because she doesn't want to get lice. Oh wow! What a shame. She was. She was. Uh, she probably. Oh, saying that she wasn't a great actress. Yeah, she was fine. Actors. She's fine. You know, she's not getting an Oscar for this, but we've seen worse in these yeah. movies. Oh, for sure. Been, and yeah, she's they've been real bad actors. Terrible, but especially at this time period, like she was certainly pretty enough to get sure. more of those kind yeah, of roles, yeah, yeah. if you know what I mean. Because that's that's how it would have been picked you know in hollywood especially and now even so they're all back in water store and the, the worm is now bursting through the foundations this is to teach us that nowhere's safe now it's a shitty little town isn't it so some old fucking saloon that's not going to hold up against one of these yeah. subterranean fucking monsters and it, it kills walter it doesn't matter he wasn't an important character he's dragged through the floor i quite liked him he was a nice dude i guess for the five <laughs> lines fine. he had everybody's getting on the shelves and they manage to get out through the sunroof apart from Rhonda the shelves sort of domino down like in the mummy and she's thrown through the window but she she ends up making it onto the water tower she's safe now this is just a big game of Flora's lava everybody's on the on a roof somewhere now we've cut away to Bert and Heather who were Two of the other survivors, who we didn't really get a peek into it until now, although we know they're preppers. This is the basement people we, we mentioned yeah, earlier. That's that they, they set it up to before. Uh, he was in the shop earlier, wasn't he? He was annoyed that he didn't get his hydroshock bullets rather than the normal hollow points that he want that he actually was given and stuff like this. So you can tell that they're big gun yes, nuts. Yeah, yeah. They've moved out to this area because they like the isolation. You're separated away from society away from everything else and they're they're in their own little their yeah and they've gone home because there seems to be a lack of a plan or maybe they have their own plan they think they can they can live this out in their their shelter their basement and whilst they're there they turn on some fucking really loud machine i don't know what it is so if you can enlighten me i think they're putting spent cartridges in there 
in order to clean them out. The sand in there cleans them out. I think, I think, I'm not sure. That makes sense. My knowledge on bullets is is fairly limited. But yeah, I think I think that's what it is because they're not priming bullets or anything like that. So I'm guessing they're trying to clean them out. Well, it's the wrong time to do it because the, the worm that is yeah. currently harassing everyone back at Walter's store, R.I.P., uh, it now hears them and heads on <laughs> over to their location. They're on the phone at the same time to Val, Valentine, at the store. Valentine's saying, get out of the basement. Get out of the basement. Get out of the basement. He doesn't mention yet that these are subterranean creatures. He just keeps repeating that. And Bert absolutely refuses to leave until Valentine says explicitly, get out of the basement. And even then he doesn't leave. But I only mention this because this really nails in for this movie that nobody takes anything that is inferred. Nothing can be implied from anyone else. Unless something is explicitly said to someone, laid out, straight fact, every logical point given, they do not do it. Which is why it's taken us so fucking long. We're now like an hour into the movie and we're only now realising that it's fucking worms under the ground. You should have known it was worms under the ground. Maybe not after Guy was at Pylon. Fair enough. Maybe he was really drunk. But Guy, half stuck in the ground... More than half. 95% stuck in the fucking ground, hat on his head, yeah. still stuck there. That's when you're like, ah, it's worms, isn't it? Unless Valentine had been doing his naughty little digging trip. <laughs> 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 oh, I would say uh, I did like his number plate on his truck when they oh, pulled up. That. Do you remember what it says? No. Uzi for you. Oh, that's good. Because they really need to hammer home that these people love guns. Love oh my guns. lord! And at, at this point, which is where the the thing's shaking, the worm is fucking hightailing it over to them, yeah. and it pounds itself through the wall. Basically, it's it's shaking, it's shaking, stuff's falling off the wall. Yes, and the worm's head bursts through. At which point, the camera pans to the other wall, the opposite wall, where they have. I'm gonna say. I'm going to lowball it and say 50 guns on the wall. Oh, I'm going to highball it and say a million fucking guns, John. <laughs> because if you've got 50, you might as well have a million. Yeah. Those numbers have no contexts because you'll never use all of them. No, I mean, they had, from my knowledge of guns, I mean, I'm not in America, so I don't own any, but they have... Uh, Assault rifles, they've got shotguns, they've got rifles, they've got pistols, shitloads of pistols, they've got everything there. But the one thing that they do have that does some serious fucking damage, and they goes over to it, they're fucking hammering at it with all these different weapons, it's yes, not really yeah, doing yeah. anything. And I can't remember his name. Bert, Bert, is it? Yeah, yeah. He's like, fuck this, he goes over, smashes the case on the front, kind of unnecessary, it was a door, he could have just opened it. <laughs> but <laughs> smashes the window on this cabinet and pulls out the elephant gun. So fucking cool. Pretty fucking cool, which is the elephant gun is an 8-gauge shotgun. So if you think normal shotguns are 12-gauge, so it's an even larger barrel than that, and it's firing shot solid shots like a bullet. So it's fucking... It's like firing a Stellacan at something. <laughs> <laughs> Our I equate usual everything unit back of to measurement. Stella. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's something pretty fucking big, but that that gun specifically was borrowed from a private collector for use in this film. 
Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, because they're obviously um, they're not usual weapons to to have. I would imagine. No. How often do you need to hunt an elephant? <laughs> so this scene was already cool because Heather, who's his wife, shoots a flare into the the yeah. worm's mouth, and usually that would be the be all and end all. But clearly, someone else in the writers' room had the elephant gun idea, and they were like, yeah. "Okay, we're gonna have both." But Flair needs to be less cool now. Yeah. And when I when I saw that happen, because they didn't call it an elephant gun straight away, I was like, oh, clearly they've got the gun from Lake Placid. And I was like, oh, yeah. that's just a nice little link back to the last episode we did. And then he called it an elephant gun. And I was like, oh, I was I was ashamed that's cool. of myself that I did actually know what that was. Oh, I've played awesome. too many fucking video games. <laughs> <laughs> so they fucking blow this worm apart. It's decimated. And then they do yeah. this like little celebration, and the camera lingers on them. For like a little too long. And I was Way so sure long. another worm was going to push out of the wall and kill yeah. them. Yeah. But that they doesn't set it happen. up that there was another one about to burst through. And also, if they go, if they are going off seismic vibrations and there's you others the around in this gun. area, yeah. <laughs> they've been unloading on this motherfucker for like at least a couple of minutes. Every worm in the area is going to be fucking coming to their basement. But for some reason, they don't. I was definitely waiting for one another right one now. to pop through. Yeah, I was definitely. expecting them to die in this scene. Yeah, yeah, I thought they would. Uh, and then we'd just be back to the guys at the yeah. altars, and that would be it. We only need to follow one group of people. But no, we all link back up in a second, which uh, yeah. we're about to get to. So now the worm from earlier is Stumpy. Uh, this is the one with the missing little tentacle bellend boy. Uh, he's back <laughs> at Walter's place, and he's sort of harassing everyone. He's given everything a good feel to, to see what he can bring down on his own. Uh, or, or she. Or, or she. Or she. He even bursts through the foundations of Walter's actual store at one point and the roof semi-collapses. Everyone sort of dips into the middle. Yeah. One random character fucking dies. Some guy we didn't have the name of. He like falls off the shed and gets into just a big tire. I think that was Mel... Is it Melvin? No, that's the kid. I think it was his dad. Although oh. that was never set up earlier on in the film because it cuts to him and he's all upset. But it's never like, we're never told that that's his dad. So maybe that was cut from an earlier part in the film. But yeah, I'm assuming that's what that was. But yeah, he he dies and... Fuck him, yeah, because he's the dumbest cunt going. Because not (laughs) only did he get on a... It's a big tire, to be fair, but it is like maybe 12 inches off the ground. Yeah. And also it's got a gigantic fucking hole in the middle. So <laughs> if you're sat in it, like it's a fucking inflatable it's... donut on the pool, of course the worm's going to fucking kill you. Ever been on like a lazy river at like a water park? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. When you're exactly sitting in one like of those that. like donut things and then you just fall through a little bit and get a bit panicked. It's like that if you were being eaten by a giant worm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, mate, that's Worm 103. You don't get in the big inflatable donut. (laughs) Donuts are a no-no. So they're all now on the roofs, and they're trying to concoct a plan uh, while Stumpy collapses the building beneath them. Their plan is now to turn on one of these, like, lawnmowers that you sit on and you control manually and send it off out into the desert so Stumpy follows it out, and then they can escape in the meantime. Whilst that happens, Earl was supposed to go out, but Valentine's like, no, I'm, I'm fucking Kevin Bacon. I'm oh, gonna because go he wants to go and get the bulldozer. Yeah, okay. So they they spotted a bulldozer, and that's what Kevin Bacon is running for. Valentine in this moment, he says, "Oh no, I'm going." Well, he elbows him in the stomach. He jumps down onto the sand. In that moment, the lawnmower crashes, and fucking Valentine pegs it as quickly as he can. And luckily, he does. Well, he's about to make it, but they realize that they've got to make noise. 
Uh, and everybody yeah. tries shouting, but everything we know about the worm at this point is that it works off vibrations yeah. rather than actual <laughs> fucking noise. Luckily, Rhonda is there pre-stealing 14 credit cards and breaks one of the, <laughs> the pipes on the water tower and it starts just pouring water onto the ground. And that's a pretty good solution to this. And yeah, there's actually sure. another fucking great shot here where, where the water is like changing the properties of the, the, the dirt, the sand yeah, below yeah. it. All the, the tentacles oh, start writhing up. I really it's like really that cool. bit. Yeah. It's really good. But there's a this next bit where they're saying that we won't all fit on this bulldozer. So it's 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 a massive cat, basically. It's these big things with a big bucket on the front and a yeah. cab on the back, and it's a tracked vehicle, so it's they said it weighs forty tons or more or whatever, and this thing's never gonna be able to drag it down and stop it. I was like, okay, so how big is this thing really? Like it's is it like a small it must be pretty big if it's forty tons, and there's no way, no way that anyone could fit on it. It pans to the shot of him on the bulldozer. There is so much space around that man. They could have got people in the bucket. They could have got people all around it. Instead, he hooks up like half, like an oil rig thing that's been cut down the middle. So yeah, it's, it's just it's filled like with a, sand. Like a giant barbecue. Yes. <laughs> you know, oh, like the good. barrel yeah. barbecues. <laughs> like one of those things. And, and he's hooked that up and he's dragging that along, which has got flat tires. And all I was thinking at this point was, Everyone could just fit on that bulldozer. No, that is so. Un- no one needs to be sitting in this horrible, <laughs> rusty container. But yeah, that's just a little thing that really fucking niggled me. <laughs> well, I guess we learn now that that's because Bert needs to bring every gun he's ever owned. As yeah. he's getting, they go to pick up Bert and Heather from their house. So they've travelled quite a distance now, uh, and Bert just throws a bag of guns at Valentine. Yeah. None of which have the safety on, for fucking no. sure, not knowing Boxes this guy. Boxes of ammunition, they've been making pipe bombs on the roof as well. He, he catches a bag of pipe bombs! Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely fine. <laughs> but everybody gets in, and here Bert lists everything that they had at the house. Like, you know, like six years of gas and food, and a Geiger counter, and also a bomb shelter. And I only noted this, because... I hope you don't mean that that basement you were in was mm. the bomb shelter, because I if a fucking... Too kind of big worm can break through the wall <laughs> you're gonna go fucking zero for one against a let's, fucking bomb cunt let, let's hope that let's hope that these bombs are about the size of those pipe bombs because smaller no, than a worm let's hope <laughs> it's a worm sized bomb is dropped <laughs> 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 there is no way that that shelter could fucking hold Crumbled. off anything. But yeah. <laughs> they would be turned to ash. This bulldozer full of people is trying to escape the town. They get caught in a trap of the, the worms making. They kind of dug a trench out into this this one area of land that they were unluckily driving out into. And they get caught in it. Now they're all kind of being surrounded by these these worms, sort of heard yeah. that they're there. This implies that they're pretty clever as well, right? So at least this one, which is stunning, yeah. which is the they're one who's strategizing. They be... were taking out the foundations of the buildings yeah. before, which is why they had to move from there, and now they're laying traps. So these things must be pretty clever, on on some level. Even though if they've evolved from worms themselves, they don't strike me as little Einsteins. But well. These things can only hear as well, you know, and that maybe that doesn't affect the size of their brain. But how do you construct a plan about on where humans are heading that have, hey, five senses, six? Hang on. How many senses do we have? Five. 
Let's count the sixth sense. Smell here. <laughs> is taste one or is taste yeah, the same as smell? Yeah. Okay. Well, they are the same See thing, so we shouldn't be and counted feel. that. See and feel. Okay, so psychic the is the sixth is sense. Ghosts. Yeah. Yes, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but only Bruce Willis says that. Oh, although Kevin Bacon does have digging holes. Oh, that's true, yeah. But is that not just touch? <laughs> just like taste is not, just smell. Not when you can it? dig a worm up that quickly. That's something supernatural. <laughs> okay, he's got the seventh sense. Technically, we have seven. Quick digging. <laughs> So this is where uh, Bert reveals that he has all these pipe bombs that he's made at home and he starts just lobbing them into the dirt to try and kill the worms. And they make a run for the rocks while those are a distraction and Stumpy continues to circle them around this. We're back in the same situation we were earlier, but unluckily we don't have all that pole vaulting equipment just left lying around (laughs) this time. Certainly not for 11 people. But this is where, what is his name? Earl has the great idea to go fishing because... Hey, luck would have it. He just mentioned fishing. So they Mm. tie one of these pipe bombs to a bit of rope, a bit of string even, and throw it out into the ground and sort of drag it along, creating enough noise for one of the worms to hear it and then bite onto the pipe bomb and they just blow that motherfucker up. A great idea, to be fair. It's very cool. I I quite like this. I thought it was pretty cool. I also, at this point, I realised that Earl looks like David Duchovny. Well, I don't think so. Do you not? Oh my god, so so much. He's got the same eyes and everything. It's when he was doing, like, his lasso, like, trick thing. I will take another look just for you, Johnny. And if I think it looks like David Duchovny, I will record a segment and plop it in (laughs) right before we say goodbye, admitting what a fool I am. Okay. I never got right. that vibe. I do like David Duchovny. I do too. <laughs> anyway, back to this movie we're actually yeah, talking sorry. about. <laughs> um, they try the fishing thing again with the last worm. We're down to one worm now. All other three are dead. And this is Stumpy, the main worm, the one that's got the little bell end missing. But a clever boy. He is a clever boy. He swallows the pipe bomb and we think we've killed him, but he spits it straight back out onto the rock all these fucking cucks are stood on and they all fucking disperse onto the dirt. So now it's got them right where it wants them. Now they're shitting it. Val now realises that he's got to do something and he's got... Luckily, he has one bomb left for some reason. He was holding one, apart from all the ones that just exploded (laughs) on the rock. (laughs) But he... He knows that this worm is too smart to be distracted or killed in the usual way. So he just fucking pegs it with the bomb and he's running in a direction. You don't know where he's fucking going. And he heads to the side of the cliff and he throws the bomb after lighting it at the worm, at Stumpy, and it explodes and he fucking misses. And you think, what the fuck is this cunt going to do now? He, as the worm is charging at him, this is really cool. He just jumps up over the worm and the worm bursts out out of the side of the cliff where we didn't know we were. The camera just fucking cuts and shows us the side of this cliff. We see Kevin Bacon up there jumping the other way and the worm flies the fuck the side out. Playing chicken with it, isn't he? Yeah. Somehow Kevin Bacon gets to the side of a cliff after just jumping whilst the thing is still falling to say, you can't fly, can you? (laughs) I think because they say that, oh, you threw it too far. Yeah. But I think his plan, because as we all know, he's, he's not a planner. Plan. <laughs> the boy doesn't like planning, but this time he had a little golden nugget and he threw it over the back of it. And because they don't like the sound, it shits the worm up and it fucking zooms shits off towards yeah. them. Panics 
like runs runs i guess do they run underground <laughs> scoots I, I don't know we Slivers? had this earlier i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but it but yeah it bursts out the side and you see it fall and then there's a big splat at the bottom yeah which boy. was really re- another one of those practical effects that we were saying about before so that was good. that was so good i don't know i no i couldn't see anything about how they did all of this stuff i looked for it that's but that's a shame that's cool it, yeah it looked it looked brilliant it was a it was like someone dropping a water balloon full of like custard <laughs> spot on yeah with little <laughs> chunks in it yeah and it was shot in slow motion so all those chunks come down really yeah. slow like a classic explodey shot of this era it was really like, good so they they've killed Stumpy now. All the worms are dead. We're just rounding off now. So this is where we're, we're sort of back at Walters, and we're not sad about anyone who's died. We're just happy about who survived. Rhonda takes a little picture of Val and Earl because they think the height of fucking fame would be being in People magazine or National Geographic, <laughs> and that's where that plot line ends. Uh, and now we round off with a little kiss between uh, Rhonda and Val. Not before the awkward, the the must-have awkward moment, yeah. which they had in Lake Placid, and it made me think of that immediately. Yes, yeah, Again, talking with this person by a truck, and then there's just this awkward talk, and it's, nothing's really happening, and then she walks away, and then he walks after her, and then says, oh, I did want to do this, and gives her a big smooch, and... I didn't hate it as much as I did in Lake Placid. No, because yeah, that was really the, wrong. At, his arc at the beginning was that he wanted this perfect woman. He was still, we didn't really touch on it, but there's, he was still pining after this woman who he kept in like this visor of his van. There was pictures of her and this, whatever her name was, blah, blah, blah. But he seems, I guess, just given up looking. And then the next woman who didn't meet all his First criteria was along, the yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, gives her a kiss and then the film sort of finishes, I suppose. I guess not what he hoped for, but that's what he settled for. <laughs> that's the character. He's staying in the town he wanted to leave and first yeah. woman he met. Yeah. <laughs> At least those worms are dead though, eh? Yeah. Well, well, that... I wouldn't count on it. There's five, six, one more. Ooh, I don't know, actually. I can't remember. There are like fucking eight of these. Yeah. There are seven oh, of there these we go. Films. Oh, same as like Passive though. Yeah, so there's Tremors 2. or Also, the the names, because it's always like 2-something, then 3-something. Final chapter, something. <laughs> 2, Aftershocks. Great name. Tremors, Aftershocks, yeah. works well. 3, Back to Perfection. What does that think, mean? <laughs> doesn't matter. 4, The Legend Begins. So I'm guessing they go before... The yeah, first back in one. time. Okay, like a but predator we, prey type situation. Yeah, kind of thing. So this is we're only at two thousand and four at this point. Okay. Jump eleven years to Tremors five Bloodlines. I'm sure there's a Lake Placid movie called Bloodlines. That's I mean, so there's familiar. fucking Underworld Bloodlines. Anything to do with some kind of monster is Bloodlines, and then Tremors. This is where it gets tr- fucking awful. A cold day in hell. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's the student film. That's 2018, and then 2020, not that long ago, Tremors Shriker Island. Or Shrieker? Shrieker Island is like a a place, though, isn't it? Uh, No, that is a fictional place, only in Tremors 7. (laughs) (laughs) It is Shrieker Island. Maybe we've seen it. (laughs) 
<laughs> basing was... all our world geography off of fucking Tremors 7. <laughs> Good God. Fuck. How embarrassing. Well, fuck, that's the movie done, and that's certainly our geography lesson done. Yeah. Johnny, we've come to that all-important question, and we'll start with you, buddy. So, you think that was good, do you? Tell you what, mate, I actually really liked it. From from start to finish, I thought it was good. It was it didn't try to be more than it was. It was it was it nailed itself perfectly. It it had a clear story, the stakes were very clear, the plot did evolve like there was bits being added to it the whole time. There was tension throughout. Um I mean the love story, as as we said, was kind of a bit unnecessary, but it didn't feel too forced. They didn't dwell on it too much, which was nice. It was just like, sort of like this underlying thing. Um, I mean, the characters and the dialogue are a bit cheesy and silly and whatever, but the an- animatronics sometimes in places looked a bit clunky, but on the whole, I thought it looked really good, especially for 1990. With, with that sort of film, you kind of expect it to look a bit shit anyway do you know what i mean it would yeah. look weird if it was perfect and i think fred ward the person who played earl he held it together kevin bacon's character was a bit more erratic and he was this loose yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. his character was he sort of held it together he grounded it a bit a bit more which i thought was really good and i thought it was just really well shot they didn't blow all their budget on unnecessary things so they put the time into making the animatronics look good. They didn't there was some bits of green screen that looked a little bit shit. But it, it they there was only two interior shots, so it was all shot in this one massive desert which was already there. They didn't have to construct it, you know. So I think they really thought about what they wanted to make clearly and then just did it and didn't take it too seriously, which shows, you know, it's it, it could have been a lot worse than it was. And although it bombed in the box office, like like you said, it was the wrong time for that film. Absolutely, so, yeah. Which is why in the subsequent now. years afterwards, it it became like this infamous thing. Like I, I'd never seen it until yesterday, but Floss said that she's she watched it loads when she was little, and uh, I know lots of people who love this film, so I can see why. Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was Excellent. good. I, I would watch it again. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I, I I would struggle to sum that up any better than you have. You've hit on every note I wanted to. I guess the only thing I can add is the main characters in this, uh, certainly Val and Earl, terrific performances acting-wise. Yeah, like they definitely. Even though you said uh, Kevin Bacon had a breakdown during this, he clearly still knew what he was doing mm. for this character because it was all very tongue-in-cheek. The sort of external characters outside of like Bird and Heather, who also were, were very good, but like the, the other survivors... Some yeah. absolutely shocking performances oh, in some parts. Dreadful. Walter, seeing him react at one point when <laughs> they learned there were big worms was very, very comedic and not in the way the film intended. There was the other dude as well, the Hispanic guy, who was yes. arguably yeah. one of the worst actors that I've ever seen. <laughs> so clearly this wasn't you know, the biggest cast list of all time. But still, it didn't detract from the movie. I really enjoyed this. I would absolutely watch this again. Yeah. No struggle i had a really good time i had really low expectations not in like a negative way we've watched a lot of these creature features up until yeah. now but at some point you're like i know what i'm expecting but this this was really really good uh, compared to those other ones it wasn't so much of a struggle to get through thank yeah. you for watching it with me jolly mate i i good loved stuff. it I'm, I'm up for doing more of these ones to be fair it's it's nothing that i've really dipped my toe into before 
because it's nothing that really well I, I think until you start watching these you don't really get the bug for it no there's no reason to sit no. down and watch it because when you want to watch a film you're like oh, i want a good story i want good characters i want yeah you know it's something people are raving about but people don't rave about these but these are like hidden gems yeah and when you I'm, get I'm, them on and you're watching it there's like a an acquired taste for it for sure and i didn't know that i had that taste but apparently i do <laughs> here we are buddy yeah, no, I'm definitely up for doing more of these. It's, like you say, it definitely is an acquired taste. But I, I've always sort of, especially with films, if it's not something that I really am interested in, if you look at the, the outline of the story, and if it doesn't grab me immediately, regardless of what other people have said about it, I probably won't watch it. So unless I have someone telling me to watch it, like I did with Lake Placid for doing this. Yeah, I, same. I, I would never have, never watched, have watched it. If no, not for and I'm so yeah. glad that I, I did, even though that was... I still did kind of enjoy that, but this I, I really time. like this one. Yeah, Char- yeah. awful characters, awful, awful yeah. people, but <laughs> all in all, a decent movie. Anyway, before we round off, Johnny, now is your time to plug what you've got going on and really Ooh. rave about you. That's what I want to hear. I've got an event next week in Bristol uh, with the Earthworker boys who are on the the last ep- oh not the last episode. The what was it? What Human traffic. So, Human uh, traffic. Two ago. Yeah, we're on that one. So we that's at the Crown in Bristol. It's a free event. So if you're April about 22nd. come on down. Yeah, on April twenty second. Um, I'm doing something tomorrow, but this won't be out by then. Uh, <laughs> I've got a, I've got another single coming out in a few weeks. So go on my socials, look at my SoundCloud and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, if you like dirty, ravey, horrible music that I don't even particularly like, but I seem to keep making it. <laughs> give, it a, give it a listen. Well, I'll include all those down in the description for everybody who wants it, which I'm, I'm sure is fucking all of you, or you can fuck off. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for joining me, Johnny. I've had a thank blast, as me. always. And thank you all for listening Fucking give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Sorry I'm coming in so hot. It's quite late here and I've had a few beers and I'm feeling confident enough to do it. But thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SoYouThinkPod for some extra bits. That kind of shit you want to see. Maybe some behind-the-scenes stuff, you know? What's Evan really like? Probably Mm. he's not a dick all the time. (laughs) And until next week... Uh, so I, I, I'll actually be recording a, an episode tomorrow with uh, some uh, special returning people and that will come out the, the following week and that will be the 13th Warrior which is available to watch on Disney Plus if you want to get that in before we release the episode and then I know I promised Babe this week but it didn't bloody happen so that will be maybe the week after that episode 51 I want to do something special for episode 50 which you will find out as it comes out. God, this is a long-winded goodbye. (laughs) So, (laughs) goodbye, I suppose. Ta-ta.